I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. go time everyone's getting ready for the season well you know happily is we're here we're back dan how's it going dude harder better faster stronger man like we we have teams completely all done with it which means i think it's time to talk power oh yeah we need some power rankings up in here um before we jump into that we have a small mini trade um to talk about um so let's just get that one out of the way to start things off Sound good? That's, let's do it. All right. This, this one involved Sam and myself. Um, I received Sam's 2023 fourth-round draft pick, and Sam received Jerry Cook and Deshaun Jackson. Dan, what are your thoughts? Were you over players when you made this trade? Was I what? Were you over players on your roster, and you were just trying to scrape anything for them? Um, no, I wasn't over players. I okay. just was, you know, looking yeah. to move these guys yeah i mean you, you dump talent so you can pick up other talent and everything like that jared cook's probably going to play one year deshaun deshaun jackson is going to maybe play one or two more years you get a fourth back i mean it's they're they're players that are going to start and play and grab footballs and do all this fun stuff i i it is what it is i'm just curious did you offer it to everybody in the league um i offered it to a few people some people didn't respond and some people took five days to get back to me um, <laughs> but yeah okay <laughs> to, to I, was just, some people. I, I was just curious because i mean i talked with some of the league people i'm like oh you got this offer too interesting <laughs> i shoot your shot though I, that that that's what we love about it i mean i i sam obviously i think comes on top because he gets players that are actually going to score points with this you get a little bit of the future thing and it helps sam dump some uh, dump a pick granted it's all a relevant one for his team but yeah i mean it is what it yeah. is yeah i mean i'm guessing from sam's side it's you know the jared cook thing he's relying on at this point really gronkowski we'll see with adam troutman so the yeah the, the troutman just kind of sucks yeah for whatever reason sam was hasn't quite filled that tight end position so we'll see about jared cook um the chargers are not playing like any other starters of late so we don't really know what his role is going to be, but he's not playing, so that's a good sign. Um, but Deshaun Jackson, who the fuck knows with him? Yeah, I mean, and, and Stafford's a gunslinger, so anything could happen. Yeah, that's true. They got a lot of mouths to feed, though. So yes, um, but what we're here for is the power rankings, and uh, here's how we're going to do it. We're going to kind of alternate. Dan, you're going to start first with your 12th ranked team, and then we're going to just alternate with my 11th, your 10th, so on and so forth. Um, this is going to be through the lens of contending status. So I apologize to some teams that are rebuilding for the future. Um, you might not be the 12th worst team or, you know, in the league but from a contender side of things, you are. So I apologize. Um, I don't but, apologize. I this is this is what the fucking we're doing. If you don't want to listen, now would be the time to turn the bitch off. I'll pause while you do that. 
Well, the good thing is, if you don't want to listen, you don't have to go listen very long to hear your team. So. <laughs> yeah, if you're if you're good, you know, you hang you out here. It'll be a bumpy ride. But we will spotlight kind of some of the things on each team and, you know, some good things, bad things. You know, we will touch base a little bit on the future things. So, Dan, you drew the short straw. You get to go first. <laughs> Who is the 12th ring team on your board? This is a this is a commissioner piece, too, for the way he, he put me first so I could break somebody's heart right off the bat. And he looks better <laughs> in the eyes of this. Um, So at number 12, I'm I'm going to take Chris here. Sorry, brother. This is just just what it's going to be. When I look at your quarterback situation, Cam Newton, who's out on COVID right now, has somebody gunning for his job. Jimmy Garoppolo has somebody gunning for his job. Drew Locke has somebody gunning for his job. There's a legit chance you might not have a starting quarterback by week six if teams suck. Mm -hmm. Or you may have one because Teddy Bridgewater sucks and Drew Locke takes over however we look. But it's not not great from a quarterback perspective. Running backs as well, I mean – Carry on. It's even worse. Yeah. Snell, Malcolm Brown, Bellage. You have you have LaShawn McCoy though. So let's, you know, uh shit. Nope, that's still not good. Um, I think I think we get to the wide receiver. I think we pick up the the best player on on his team here in Terry McLaurin. I understand he's got Schuster and everything. I still like scary Terry, especially in that offense. And I'm really excited to see what uh Ryan Fitzpatrick's gonna be able to send to him. Mm-hmm. Outside of that, it's just a bunch of role guys. You know, Tim Patrick's a role guy. MVS is a role guy. Um, T.Y. Hilton, I, I think it, it, he's still just a role guy in that offense. Darius Slayton's a role guy. Not a lot of other big names with it. Yeah, I mean, he's got Juju. He's got Jamar Chase. Uh, Kadarius Tony as well. So he's got some intriguing young guys, and um, that we'll see kind of what their future holds. Maybe once the game starts. Yeah. Um, Tight but then, yeah, yeah, intriguing pieces as well, you know, with Jonu Smith and, you know, Bobby Tunyon, um, those guys, and even Dawson Knox. Um, I don't know if those are, you know, studs, but I think those are very serviceable players that, um, you know, if Chris continues kind of down this rebuilding path, I wouldn't be surprised to see any or maybe all of them shipped off at some point. Yeah, I mean, he, sit, he is sitting in 2022 with the first and four seconds. Yep. With it, so I mean, it's good pieces to have in the early round of the picks. With it, doesn't uh, yeah, he's got two 20, 20, 23 firsts, which is nice. So <clears throat> he's sitting in an area where we're a couple years down the road from being relevant, but there's also a lot of pieces on this team that could very well be replaced, which could increase this rebuilding time. Yeah, I mean, it's this is going to be a little bit of a long rebuild, and you know, one thing that does suck for Chris doesn't have his first round pick next year, mm-hmm. and that's isn't great um you know you're not going to really reap the rewards of sucking um but his team really had no choice but to rebuild so um anything else with chris's team before we move on no i mean he he's he's going about it he just needs to potentially there might be one or two pieces on his team that could be very intriguing from a trade perspective especially Mm -hmm. for teams that are going to get desperate here in weeks seven and eight as we start battling ideally through very little injuries and everything like that. But I think he's going to be a a name. We're going to be talking a lot about come, come trade deadline. I would agree with that. Um, All right, let's move on to the, my 11th picked or ranked team. And honestly, I think Chris and my pick Steve um, are really toss ups. I think these guys are going to both be head to head for the, you know, unfortunate title of worst team in the league this year. Um, 
you know, Steve obviously blew up his roster, you know, within the last month or so um, with some aggressive trades. Um, he got some draft picks. He got some young players. He got some quarterbacks, um, which, you know, it's kind of a mixed bag. Um, we've set our thoughts with some of the trades and how we felt with them. But when we look at, you know, quarterback, I mean, you know, he's got Kevin sloppy seconds that he's been trying to move since <laughs> started. And Sammy or Sam Darnold and, you know, Daniel Jones. Um you know, they're young, maybe they'll turn the corner, um, but they're, at this point, you know, it's unlikely, but mm-hmm. it's not out of the realm of possibilities. Um, we'll see, Darnold is probably someone you're maybe the most optimistic about, given his new offense, but, um, yeah, and you hope, you know, he has, like, a Tannehill-type resurgence. We'll see. Um, running backs, there's, like, nothing here. Uh, literally, Jones, literally nothing. Literally, Jamichael Hasty, um, yeah. Chris Evans, like there is nothing here. Mm-hmm. Um, at wide receivers, though, this is a pretty serviceable core. I mean, he's got Michael Thomas, who's injured, but then Deontay Johnson, Brandon Ayuk, Rondale Moore, Terrace Marshall Jr. Um, that those are that's a nice group. Um, mm-hmm. Now, I wouldn't be surprised if most of those guys get traded at some point, um, and you know, rightfully so. Um, I think one thing that's kind of interesting, and I thought about this a lot of late, is everyone says build around wide receivers, build around wide receivers when you're rebuilding. But there are so many young, good wide receivers. Like, if you can get draft picks, if you can get, like, a different, you know, player at another position that can maybe help you, I don't know if that's necessarily the wrong approach. Um, don't get me wrong. Some of these young wide receivers are good, but, um, you know, are they going to potentially be elite game changers? Outside of Michael Thomas, I'm not so sure. Um, yeah, I think that's... Oh, go, go ahead. ahead. No, I was going to say, I, just to touch base on the quarterback piece, with, as we see into these first two teams, where we're hopes and prayers in the quarterback pieces that they're not going to fall apart or, or lose some things. So it's it's interesting when you talk about the, the build-around section of this, where I think as we get into some of the, the top-tier teams, mm-hmm. we're going to see some of the better quarterbacks that are playing in the game right now. I would agree with that. I mean, I think quarterbacks, you know, we've seen very quickly how big of a foundation they are in this league. What is the best quarterback that's moved, you know, in league's history? Um, Maybe Ryan Tannehill. And I think Ryan Tannehill doesn't even count because he was just at such a flux in his value and how he's gone up. But like Tom Brady, um, you know, good quarterbacks. Lamar Jackson, excuse me, was traded his uh, in the inaugural part of the league. But it's really difficult to move proven young quarterbacks. Um, so, you know, for the young teams, that's why you prioritize, you know, them in the rookie draft, um, because trading for them is almost impossible. Um, and tight end is really non-existent on Steve's roster. Um, when you look at draft picks, same situation as Chris does not have his first round draft pick next year. He does have Stefan's first and he does have a second. Um, in 2023, he has two firsts three seconds. So, you know, very similar to Chris in the sense that, you know, you're going to suck this year and you're not really going to have the draft picks to show for it. But like Chris, this is going to be, I think, a long, you know, multiple year rebuild. And hopefully 2023 is, you know, as good as a draft class as people are saying, because with multiple first round picks, you know, they're going to need all the help they can get, uh, you know, two years from now. Yeah. Yeah. Hard to argue. All right, where are we going at number 10, Dan? I think this is where we start to get into like a small little cluttered role here where we take our next step up. But I'm going to go and uh, for as much as I love the the name, the Tua Infinity and Beyond, uh, I'm going to take Armand here. Great job beating the Pepper Brother. 
Um, some young talent, a lot of young talent on this team. I mean, obviously Trevor Lawrence is there. Tua took a Viola. You, you've got options here. Haskins is is a backup. Trask, you're hoping that that plays through. Uh, Tarad Starbin, the heart Taylor, um, is on the roster here, and then and then fucking Mitchell Trubisky with him. Oh, yeah. Um, so some options here, but two young pieces. I feel really good if I'm Trevor Lawrence. The Tua piece, he still I think looks relatively decent, but we're gonna we're gonna figure it out. Obviously, you have Barkley. Got to feel good about that. Let's just see how he responds. Zach Moss looks very good. I'm very excited about that Buffalo offense for many, many reasons with it. But outside of outside of those two guys, we you're hoping Michael Carter has some relevancy. Sony Michelle in the Patriots backfield with JJ Taylor. You, I, I- I'm Alex Rodriguez, and I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg. This is the deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. You can't feel good starting either of those guys in certain weeks. So a little bit of work to do there. But again, we move into this wide receiver pieces we talked with the last three teams. Godwin, Sutton, Rieger with it um i mean those are your those are your big guys there gabriel davis for some reason and again in the buffalo offense feels really good um devin duvernay nobody knows what's going on with the kill harry and how that's all going to play out so so but you got to feel encouraging that you've got some of those good names again but again as i say for the third time i don't know if these guys are going to be on the team by the end of the year Cortland sutton could very well be a movable piece so could chris godwin tight end wise kasiki injoku yeah, that, I mean, those are those are the two names that you get to say. And when you say those in a premium league, you don't really feel super excited about what you could get out of there by getting extra receptions. Yeah, I mean, and again, we're going to continue this to trend. Armand does not have his draft pick in 2022. He actually has no 2022 draft picks. Um, it's Armand's got like a complete roster. And I think if you see or a complete starting lineup, but Saquon Barkley and Cortland Sutton coming off major injuries, you know, a young quarterback in Trevor Lawrence, you know, Tua has looked great in this preseason. We'll see how it translates, but he's relying on a lot of young players. Um, I wouldn't be shocked if Armand was like 500, maybe flirting with the playoff spot. I wouldn't be shocked if he's the second, you know, worst team in the league. He's just got a a very high variance with his team because of the young players that he's relying on and the players that are coming off major injuries. Um, but it's interesting. Armand has, when we get to the 2023 class, he's got three second round picks and three first round picks, you know, through these first three teams that we've covered, they have a combined seven draft picks in the 2023 draft class. Um, we're not going to see them maybe make as much noise in the 2022 draft class, but the 2023, they're going to have a lot of picks and potentially um, is when potentially we'll see them start to shape their roster at that point. Yes, sir. All right, let's move on to number 10. And this would actually be um, this would have been my 11th ranked team specifically because of the injury. Um, last minute audible with that. But yeah. I'm going to go with I'm going to go with Jerry at number nine. Um, you know, let's just start off. Travis Etienne, uh, Liz Frank injury. Um, that's. 
not great. Um, he's going to be missing the year. Um, he's a rookie. He was already in a weird offense with a coach that has been known to just randomly say he has health issues and quit. Um, this is a situation that isn't ideal. I'm not going to say that ETM is like a lost cause because, of course, he's not. But like, I would be frustrated if I was an ETN owner for it reasons beyond just the injury. Um, but for Jerry's specific roster, I mean, at quarterback, he's got Zach Wilson, who's looked very sharp in the first preseason games of his career. Um, Ryan Fitzpatrick is a good Wiley bet. Um, you know, other running backs, Leonard Fournette, Tony Pollard, um, obviously the aforementioned Travis Etienne. Um, wide receivers, though, is his bread and butter. I mean, A.J. Brown, D.K. Metcalf, T. Higgins, LaVisca Chenault, um, Ruggs, Hamler, Mooney, Waddle. Um, St. Brown, you know, that is a good core top to bottom, you know, with a lot of studs and also some good depth. Um, tight end, kind of same situation. He's got Kyle Pitts. He's got Cole Komet. Um, those are, you know, two young guys. And, you know, Pitts um, situation, someone that we maybe expect to produce right away. Um, but for Jerry's team, like the reason why it's just not going to work out this year is, you know, obviously the running back, you know, losing ETN sucks, but quarterback is, you know, it's, I just can't see that this being a contending quarterback combination. I mean, rookie quarterbacks in particular, just it really doesn't happen the first year. You might see glimpses, but I don't know if he can be, if Zach Wilson can be a reliable guy. And, you know, Fitzpatrick, I hope he works out all year, but it wouldn't be unheard of to see Fitz tragic, you know, show up at some point. And, you know, maybe the Tyler Henneke show becomes a thing. So, I mean, Jerry's team's got a great foundation, but if, you know, it was me I, I don't see a contender and i wonder if we'll see you know a fitzpatrick you know a leonard fournette some people like that maybe moved off his roster at some point this season i, I like the fitz tragic piece to it i thought that was that was very humorous with it but i i agree it's 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 rough to contend without top tier quarterback play and obviously yeah. having your consistent running back game is is huge the wide receivers are going to put up big points the problem is is Wide receivers also give quarterbacks points, and those are people that play against you. With it, and granted, they don't move as rapid as as wide receivers do, but mm-hmm. it's still it's still a little bit rough there. But from a core base in in two of those cat and wide receivers and tight ends, you feel pretty good. So Absolutely. I we're still we're still he's still making the the turn at I think in in corner three getting ready to to approach corner four before he hits the 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 finish line here but uh, encouraging things but right now it's the running back situation is just fucking just heartbreakingly br- brutal yeah with without you know there's not much more to add besides that um the one encouraging thing you know next year Jerry has two first round draft picks he has himself. And he has Steve's pick. You know, Steve, we have as the second worst team in the league, potentially the first worst team. Um, that pick could be gold. You Quarterback know, central. Pick. Yeah, like he, we, Jerry could maybe have two top four picks. You know, that would be very huge to have. Uh, he's got some extra seconds, some extra thirds in 2022, extra fours. Um, outside of that, he has all of other picks. Um, but, you know, we'll keep an eye on Steve and see where that pick ends up because Jerry could be sitting uh, very pretty come next draft time. Yep. Where are we going with the eighth ring team, Dan? I think this is where we, we again we continue to get into this clouded, cluttered area. Yep. With it, um, just because I'm not going to pick myself, I'm going to pick uh, Mr. Nick Ruth here, and this is a guy that's got Baker Mayfield and Dak Prescott. 
mm-hmm. with it, which you feel good with. Like those are those are. I, I, I saw. A, I, I forget what the true statistic was, but it was something stupid with like four hundred yard passing games, like in a season where he was the only guy that did part. Where he was the only guy that did it, which is silly awesome considering that he got hurt. <laughs> I know that was really factually factually encouraging with it, but outside of that, he doesn't have another quarterback. And obviously, fight bye weeks and different pieces with it. Um, running back wise on this, again, you you don't feel really good. Cohen's coming back off of a ACL injury. Uh, Gibson, you you gotta like with it, but you you can't really feel good if Darrell Williams is your, your the the second guy you're starting right now. Yep. Wide receiver wise, again, this is where we change and completely flip it on a on a on an edge. Tariq Hill, arguably top five wide receiver. Stefan Diggs, arguably top five wide receiver. Curtis Samuel, top 15 wide receiver. No, John, oh, you think the top 20? No. Okay, good talk. Um, <laughs> you know, and some some role-playing guys on the bench with some some young upsides. When we get to the, the tight end position, I mean, he's obviously got, you know, his his love child, other love child, Chris Herndon, with it. He's got <laughs> Noah Fant, which yep. is which is nice, but I, you can give whatever credit to Moelle Cox that you want with it. I just think there's the, again, when we know third quarterback and your running back depth is really, really sketchy. I think that's what's put you down here in, in the eighth spot. Yeah. I mean, you mentioned it. He's, you know, Jack Prescott, Baker Mayfield, Diggs, Hill, Fant, Gibson. I mean, those are six great guys, but outside of that, it gets like sketchy really, really fast. Um, you know, the good thing is, you know, Nick has three first round draft picks next year, and one of them is Chris's. You know, that could be the first overall pick. Um, we could see, you know, Nick's roster change considerably. He could add, um, you know, a very elite talent with, you know, not just his pick, but then potentially another, you know, top pick um, from Chris. And then he has Kevin's pick as well. Um, outside of that, he's got a few extra seconds um, in the, you know, 2022 and also 2023 and then just the rest of his picks um you know nick i don't think plans on contending or sees his team as contending i wouldn't be shocked if one of tyree killer Diggs has even moved at this point but i think you know he's kind of gone at, at this like mini rebuild with the right approach he's not only just getting um draft picks but he's also getting i think proven young players so that's you know there's there's many different ways to rebuild and it's it's not as simple as just getting all the draft picks as we've seen you know with nick you know getting Noah fant he targeted tyree kill he got gibson last year so i like where he's heading i think the biggest thing like in just how quick his team will turn around will be where do these draft picks end up and Mm -hmm. if they are potentially high you know and he adds like maybe a super duper awesome quarterback, a running back, you know, Nick's team could be right back in the thick of it this time next year. All right. So we got one team left. That's going to miss the playoffs this year. Who you got? Well, but, I mean, technically. Yeah, but yeah. Yep. I'm so I'm going with you at the seventh spot. Um, I think when we look at your team, you know, this isn't a hundred percent an indictment and in saying that your team is bad. It's more so a testament of the teams that are above you. Um, when I look at your team, you know, right off the bat, we got to talk about Josh Allen, Christian McCaffrey, Devonte Adams. Uh, you have three top 15 players on your roster, which is 
you know, amazing. I don't know if there's any roster that can really rival you with that elite talent. Um, but after that is where there's mm. like you go from like three top 15 to like your next player being like the 60. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, and, you know, Adam Thielen, you know, Kirk Cousins, Tyler Boyd, those are good players for sure. Um, Mike Davis, I think, is going to be a good player this year. You know, Cole Beasley is fine depth. Um, you know, it's starting to get rough again. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Giovanni Bernard, I think, could be an interesting player. Michael Gallup, you know, we'll see what kind of role he has in this offense, but he's proven to be a very interesting player throughout his career. Um you know, tight end, I think, is a very weak spot with your roster, you know, with Austin Hooper. Um, you know, Gerald Everett is probably your best player. Maybe we'll see Tyler Croft break out. I don't know. Um, but I think really, you know, you, you obviously want to make the playoffs. But, like, the biggest thing that you're hoping to see, I would imagine, is Mac Jones. You know, is Mac Jones going to prove to be the guy and be, you know, the quarterback of the future for the Patriots? Because if he is, you know, you're going to be feeling pretty good to have like that foundation with Josh Allen, you know, Mac Jones, and then maybe Kirk Cousins transitioning to your third quarterback. Um, you know, we've, we'll say it a million times. I mean, quarterbacks are just so important as a foundational piece. And, um, you know, the early returns on Mac Jones, like a lot of the other rookies so far, is that he looks pretty good. Um, so when I look at your team, I just think I don't know if your elite studs could really pick up the slack and carry everyone else. It wouldn't be unheard of if it happened, but I just unfortunately don't see it, bud. Anything yeah, I you mean, want to add with your team? It's like, like you said, I mean, I have arguably the top player at their position in quarterback, running back and wide receiver. Like, I mean, you can make it's an argument argue for, with that. Yeah. for that, but the, the other issue becomes is outside of that. There's, there's no, there's no firepower coming by. This is, this is like, playing risk and your spy gets fucking shaked and then your number your number two loses to a spy and it's just like you're, you're just getting fucked yep. with it you hope that i mean i own the backfield in, in houston not really fucking exciting about that with it <laughs> mike davis obviously coming off a big year going to that atlanta offense you hope for big things beasley just with the with the hooper combination but you're right outside of that i back up running back back up running back back up running back third string running back back up running back like that's not good yeah. So, so for me, this could turn into depending on where the season goes, trying to deal handcuffs to get you know all the second round picks that I that I dealt away to get all these backup guys to try and win last year. But mm-hmm. it could turn into a it could turn into a shit show for me very quickly if heaven forbid anything happens to to Devonte Adams, Christian McCaffrey, and my love child. So I mean, that's the question. You know, gun to your head. It's Halloween. Your team is not sniffing the playoffs. What are the odds that all three of Josh Allen, Christian McCaffrey, and Devontae Adams finish the year on your team? Uh, the most likely the two that would be moved quickly are going to be McCaffrey and Adams. I don't. The Allen piece for me is unless you were getting somebody down in the bottom that's dealing first, like you know, like candy to a fat kid. Um, that one for me is going to be probably the hardest piece for me to let well, go. Give me a percentage, though. Let's say you're out of it come Halloween. So right around November 1st, you know for a fact you're not making the playoffs. What are the chances that all three of Allen, McCaffrey, and Adams are on your roster come January 1st? 75%. Okay, so a pretty good chance. But that- but but if you take Allen out of that, if I'm if I'm out, McCaffrey okay, and Adams are like 97. Adams. 
97%. One of them has moved? Yeah, 100%. Right, at least, at least one of them are gone. Match up, but I respect it. Yeah, I, I think it, McCaffrey and Adams. If I'm, if I'm out, buyers can come by. All right. It. Well, that's that could be something to watch um, for sure. Um, with draft picks, I mean, you're obviously down a few seconds in the upcoming years, but you have all your first. Um, you're one of the few teams that still has, you know, their 2022 first. Um, so that's you know something to keep an eye on if your team. Um, maybe you get some breakouts. Maybe you want to try to go for it this year. Something something to monitor. Yep. All right. Where are we going with the sixth ring team? Um, so I think this is the last little bit before we start to get into some of maybe the more aggressive teams. And okay. uh, I'll, I'll pick on one of my counterparts here. Um, one of the guys I brought in the league and Mr. Stefan Metzdorf. Um, Tom Brady's older. Carson Wentz is injury prone, but I guess it looks, looks good. Bridgewater still has to flip a coin and you know what you're going to get out of golf in that offense. Okay. So maybe one last two years with Brady, you've got Nick Chubb. So you got to feel really, really excited about that. And you've got went out and you got Mixon. Melvin Gordon is, is still on the roster with it. Najee Harris is there. Um, you've got Kareem Hunt. So you've got your handcuff in that backfield, which you, you're feeling kind of nice about, but I, I mean, JD McKissick, is is was a freak out of the backfield with with his hands and everything. Ronald Jones is still there, so super super deep in running back for for Stefan here. Keenan Allen, you know, Vic just got a Woody here in that name. Cooper Cup, I'm really excited with the with this with the Matt Stafford being down there. Devontae Parker is going to be an interesting piece to it. You got Will Fuller, so you've got two of the three that are going to start down there. Outside of that, it's just a couple of no name pieces. Tight end wise, you know, Higby, you've got the stack there with Goff, which is I, I like playing stacks. I, I'm, I Once I'm done here, I'll, I'll be curious as to how you feel about running quarterback wide receiver stacks or quarterback other player stacks. Um, but outside of that, I mean, Ebron's going to be Ebron. Ertz is probably still dead with it. But um, I'll, I'll turn it to you. What are your thoughts on running quarterback wide receiver stacks and lineups? I mean, I think it's fine i mean I, I think it's kind of overrated i think at the end of the day i just want the best players if that if they happen to play for the same team great but if i you know have you know josh allen Devonte adams and christian mccaffrey i'm not gonna be sad that i don't have josh allen you know stefan diggs and zach moss or you know something like that um not the best comparison but you know what i mean i get i get what you mean i i personally love the stack i think yeah. in a high potent offense you're just asking to 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 score points out the ass when you can do it but the flip side with that is if you don't score points you're fucked on so many different levels but yeah. i i'm personally a fan of of the the quarterback wide receiver quarterback wide receiver quarterback tight end stack okay. i mean the and when you look at it like tight end in particular like that is a position that if you do have um you know a very serviceable guy you know a very like even maybe dare i say a league guy that just is a huge positional advantage so if you combine that with a quarterback yeah it's not surprising that that is you know could be a great combination to have for your roster um when we look at you know or just my quick thoughts on stefan's team he very clearly has a good starting lineup um Tyler Higby, I think is kind of his weak spot. I don't, I'm not really sold about a tight end. Um, I'm, I'm not really just sold on him. Um, I know Stafford is going to come in and throw the ball around, but they have just so many talented pass catching wide receivers. I don't know how big of a priority he's going to be. Um, for his bench, you know, he does have, you know, 
Jared Goff and potentially Ted Brid- Teddy Bridgewater. We'll see. Um, you know, Melvin Gordon, Kareem Hunt, you know, Ronald Jones, um, Devontae Parker, Will Fuller, um, Jacoby Myers is interesting, Quiz Watkins, maybe. Um, he's definitely got enough players, I think, to just stay afloat for buys. Like, I think this is, you know, a playoff team. My problem with Stefan's team, and I think just with some of the moves that he's made this year, is that I think he's capped his ceiling substantially by trading like a lot of his elite players. You know, Tyree Kill isn't here. You know, Alvin Kamara isn't here anymore. You know, those guys that went for 60 points in a playoff game, you know, single-handedly carry him, aren't here anymore. And don't get me wrong, you know, Joe Mixon's great, Keenan Allen's great, Najee Harris is great. But I'm not sure if those players are quite at those level of players that he moved out. Um, I know he did it because he wanted to get depth, but I think that, um, you know, it, I, I, it's a double-edged sword. You need depth to a certain point, but if you sacrifice on the elite talent, I think that can be a handicap for your team. Um, we didn't mention draft picks, but that's because Stefan doesn't have draft picks. Um, <laughs> he just has fourth-round picks and um, really has no ammo to reload. He's traded all those picks for players now, and, you know, that's one method to madness. Um, nothing wrong with that approach. No. All right, number five. All right, I was going back and forth on this one, um, and I honestly, the, the injury kind of... I. Initially had it one way, I switched it, and then the injury made me switch it back. But I'm going to go with Zane here at number five. Uh, The defending champ, um, on paper, I think Zane still has one of the strongest rosters in the league. Um, Quarterback, I mean, he's got just a three-headed monster and, um, you know, Lamar Jackson, Aaron Rodgers, and Justin Herbert. Taysom Hill could potentially be a guy, too, but I think Winston might be winning that um, competition. Um, Running back is where it starts to get a little interesting. I think Jonathan Taylor is someone that um, is a little too high for my taste, but I still think he's a very solid player. Um, David Montgomery came on, you know, in the second half, very similar to Jonathan Taylor, but he doesn't have the buzz for playing crappy defenses for half of the year. Um, And I guess that maybe balances out. uh, Taylor's a little too high. Montgomery's a little too low for my taste. Miles Sanders is an interesting one, though. I don't know what his role and how he's going to be. He was a year ago, someone that was like a top 10 running back. And now he's barely top 20. Um, I'll be very curious to see how the new coaching scheme uses him. A wide receiver though. He has, you know, DeAndre Hopkins, Mike Evans, Tyler Lockett. Um, Those are, you know, great players. Um, Tight end. He's got Evan Ingram. He's got Dallas Goddard. Um, The bench though is, you know, just as we saw last year, kind of lacking, um, you know, he's got the backup quarterback in Justin Her or Justin Herbert, um, Russell Gage, maybe Paris Campbell, maybe Brian Edwards, Amari Rogers. Okay pieces. Um, he has all his draft picks. You know, nothing's been traded besides I think a fourth or something like that. So um all around, I think Zane has a very strong roster, strong starting lineup. But similar to last year, he doesn't have a lot of depth. Um, you know, last year we saw him pivot from Odell Beckham Jr. to Evans. Um, if something like that happens again, you know, he's going to have to do something to stay afloat. Yeah, I think the interesting piece for Zane is something we talked about with all the lower end teams is the wide receivers. Like, yes, you have DeAndre Hopkins. Mm-hmm. He, but no, I mean, obviously with the COVID piece that he's come out and discussed, you know, he's he hasn't been on the field very much this offseason. I don't know if there's any rumors or rumblings about 
you know, if something's going on with him or whatnot or what, like, that's a huge piece where if you're going to lose, like, you're not going to get. And obviously Lockett's dealing with, um, was it a groin injury, I think? Probably. I don't know for sure. But, I mean, obviously he's a little banged up with it. But outside of that, I mean, if you're rocking Mike Evans and it gets rough after that, I mean, you really don't want to play Anthony Miller. I mean, Demarius Bird is okay. Russell Gage showed showed that he was all right. But Greg Ward... Van Jefferson, you know, Antoine I mean, Golden. Paris Campbell might be the guy to watch the it's most. Correct. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I agree with that. And then, you know, tight end wise with it, you, yeah, you have Evan Ingram, but you, outside of that, you, you're really kind of lacking. Rudolph, Dallas I think, Goddard. is. Oh, yeah. I missed Goddard. Sorry. That's on me. But it's. Yeah. I mean, Zane has, Zane has a starting lineup. Yeah. Like, oh, Zane yeah. And he's has a very good starting lineup. Right. Um, but. We'll see how he can manage buys. It's the division's a lot tougher. You know, last year we saw, um, you know, you could their last two years, you could really just pencil in the three teams to make the playoffs. This year, I still think Zane's going to make the playoffs, but I don't think it's like a 100% foregone conclusion um, that he's just going to sleepwalk to it. So if he has some injury, you know, bad luck, you know, maybe that becomes a problem. But And I think think another piece that comes up here is going to be the next team we talk about at number four, if you want to go ahead and move on. Let's do it. Who you got? Sam. I think this is this is year one of Sam really saying, you know, hey guys, like I've, you know, I've been showering with my boxers on in the locker room for a little bit, but but you know what? Fuck it. Senior year here, where I'm just gonna go ahead and flop the dick out with it and and start, you know, making people feel uncomfortable. Joe you just Burrow made me feel uncomfortable. I thought that was one of the best fucking references I came up with off the top of my head. I'm very proud of myself. Um, Joe Burrow coming back. If he's healthy, that's a very dangerous offense. Jalen Hurts will be interesting to see what he does in the offense. You've got two young guys in field and Lance to cover your your future, and obviously you've got Jordan Love. There's one point in time that Sam could legitimately have five starting quarterbacks on his team. Yep. Like that like think about all your options there. So yep. many options. Alvin Kamara arguably top two, top three running back in the entire league. Mm-hmm. Swift, I think, is going to have an amazing year. Josh Jacobs is is been super consistent. Um, I mean, the Cam Akers piece kind of breaks my heart a little bit, but that he was going to be a But, oh, fun fact. Say it. James Robinson. Hashtag yep. the return. Yep. He's it, vengeance here. You know, they drafted him, said, hey, man, sorry, you'll, you're going to play second fiddle. And he's like, nah, motherfucker, I'm going to start. Um, but then wide receiver-wise, like you covered it, CeeDee Lamb, Jerry Judy, Chase Claypool, three young studs that are just going to be there. Um, and then you've got other guys, Christian Kirk, you know, it, 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 pieces with it. Albert O, I don't think has any piece. Foster Moreau, no. But Jared Cook's going to get his options with it and Gronk. So it, tight end is is the weak spot in this roster. But dear, but dear Christ, I mean, does it fucking matter in some of these starts? If you can yeah. get seven, eight points out of your tight end a week, sweet. You're fucking coming out ahead. Yeah, and I don't even – did you even mention Javante Williams, Trey Sermon, Devontae nope. Smith, Elijah Moore? Nope. Like, nope. I think with Sam's team, you know, this is, you know, the future for sure. Like, there's just so many talented pieces, you know, a mix of proven studs, a myth, mix of – upcoming studs and you know just a mix of fun 
rookies. Um, the question is, you know, are they all going to work out? Um, and how is it all going to work out in the short term? You know, like I kind of mentioned with some of the earlier teams, um, you know, with Jerry and, you know, I think um, Armand, um, young quarterbacks are just a risk in terms of being able to produce right away. And when you look at, you know, Sam's team, you know, this year he's going to be relying on Joe Burrow, who's coming back from an ACL tear. You know, Jalen Hurts, who's, I, I personally think when he's on the field, he's going to be a stud. But we don't entirely know how that offense is going to be and how they're going to treat him. And then Justin Fields and Trey Lance, I like very much as players, but it doesn't seem like they're going to start from day one. When will they get that opportunity? Hopefully they get the opportunity this year. So I think for Sam, like the quarterback is almost in my mind as big a question mark as the tight end position, just from a, when are they going to be on the field and will they produce well enough? Long-term there's no, doubt in my mind but short term i think that is a doubt um running back wide receivers i mean absolutely stacked um draft pick wise sam has three firsts next year including armand's pick um you know that could be a top three pick you know sam you know the rich could get richer um come next you know draft season or this gives him you know ammo to maybe move for a proven player if he wants to go that route um sam's team i think is a playoff team but a lot of young guys. Um, he could crash and burn. Guys. He could crash and burn. Like, um, I like. I don't think Sam's team is like that far ahead of Nick Roos' team. But yeah, I, 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 I would pick them. To, I would pick Sam to finish ahead. But I don't think it's like a a no brainer, like a hundred percent going to happen type thing. Yep, and I think that's the that's the one fun side with with these young players that the that these teams get to rebuild around. You have all these nice shiny toys, but you know, let's once you start polishing them a little bit, you got to make sure that they they stay shiny and that they're yeah. that the one you're polishing doesn't turn to rust because you're you're polishing something else. Yeah, that was it's... that was really shitty. I like the I like the locker room one better. Yeah, you know, you, you, you batting five hundred is okay. All right, let's see if I can redeem myself later. Yeah, but no, I mean, with Sam's team, though, it's interesting. He's kind of transitioning, you know, from being a rebuilding team the first two years to now he's very close to contending. Um, And it's, I'm sure, a welcome sight for Sam after fielding some shit rosters. And, um, you know, we'll see how it plays out. I'm I'm excited to see a lot of players on his roster just because they he does have a lot of young guys. Yes, sir. All right. Moving on to the third ranked team. And I think right now, like these these three teams, I think are the the favorites. I think mm-hmm. one of these three teams would be my pick to win it all. I think I really think it's gonna come, you know. I think these three teams have the are the favorites. It's, I don't know. There's no other way to spin it. Um, but I'm gonna go with Adam at number three. And when I look at Adam's roster, um, you know, it really starts with the gifted trade he got from Steve, you know, being able to acquire Matt Ryan and DJ Moore and even some just solid depth pieces um, in that trade for basically, you know, a first and second round pick. You know, he got Blake Jarwin, he got Naheem Hines. Um, but, you know, looking at his whole lineup, it starts with Patrick Mahomes. Um, you know, Matt Ryan's now backing it up, you know. Jameis Winston could be his third string quarterback. I mean, Jameis Winston has league winning potential upside. Um, so good. Yeah. And in this Saints offense, you know, we'll see how it plays out. He could also just not fuck do good Taysom stuff. Hill. No, yeah, fuck so, Taysom Hill. I am all in on Winston. Well, we'll see. Um, and then, it, you know, running back is probably his weakest spot, I think. You know, Austin Eckler is 
damn good. You know, Chris Carson's, you know, kind of Mr. Consistent. Um, Chase Edmonds, we'll see. Uh, I'm not the biggest fan on him. Yeah. Um, Kenyon Drake, you know, that's Back kind of it. You know, Naheem Hines, Miles Gaskin, we'll see how he's used his preseason usage and kind of some quotes coming from uh, Brian Flores is interesting. Um, I think everyone thought he would be the guy, and I'm not sure if that's a foregone conclusion. Uh, wide receiver, though, is incredibly strong. Justin Jefferson, Julio Jones, DJ Moore, um, Corey Davis should be a solid player. Um, that is, you know, a good four, you know, person combo to shell out at wide receiver. Um, and then you have Greg Kittle at tight end is great. Um, and then no real clear backup, but I mean, OJ Howard, Blake Jarwin, even Dalton Schultz. Okay options. Um, if you want to pick a weak spot, it might be backup tight end, but um, or maybe I don't know. A- Adam's team is just very strong, um, and he still has all his 2024 draft picks. I don't know how that's possible. How he restrained himself and didn't move him yet. But um, this is a very balanced lineup from top to bottom, and he's even got you know just some interesting depth pieces. So I, this is this is a team to beat for sure next year. I'd like to take some credit in helping build this roster as I traded him Austin Eckler and Chris Carson's early on in year one of this league. So, so between myself and Steve, I believe we have a little bit of winning money coming back to us. Should Adam win the league this year? Hashtag contribution. Um, but, but you said it well, I mean, it's a, it's a well put together team, especially when Patrick Mahomes is the leader on, on your team with it. Um, I talked about, I mean, Naheem Hines, I think has some interesting upside with it. I'm with you on the Chase Edmonds piece. I'm not hundred percent sure I'm, you know, buying that yep. Julio Jones is going to be very, again, when you, when you have Derrick Henry on your team and Mike Vrabel just says, turn around and get the ball to fucking Derrick Henry and just get out of the way. Yep. Like that's hard there. I'm big in the Winston piece to it. I think Winston is going to be the guy. I think Winston's probably still going to throw 20 interceptions, but, yeah. but if, Run the fucking gimmick in there as you need to, but he's going to pass for 40 fucking touchdowns and 4,000, 4,000, 5,000 yards. Absolutely. Um, But you're right. The the tight end piece, you don't really feel super excited about between Jarwin and Schultz. Like, okay, great. One of them is going to catch the ball. Yeah. 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 I mean, but you know, with the same piece, OJ Howard, it's, it's going to be what it's going to be, but I mean, it's real hard not to like this team. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this, you know, it, this the league is I feel very top heavy at this point, and we've got some real elite teams up top. Um, it's can't wait to see some actual games in two weeks. Um, let's move on to the second ring team, Dan. Who you got? So there's only two teams left. So it's you and Kevin, mm-hmm. and I'm pretty sure Kevin's still listening because we're waiting to hear him uh, him talk about his team. Well, Kevin, I've got some news for you. I'm going to make you hold for another analysis here. I'm going to pick you, bud. Sorry. I'm going to move you into second here. Um, but dear Christ, I mean, Kyler Murray, Russell Wilson, you got to feel good with. The Deshaun Watson piece is continuing to be an ongoing saga of maybe, maybe not. Yep. But you have Dalvin Cook. You have Zeke. Like, Okay, you you walked into Daryl Henderson this year, which you you got to feel pretty good about. Mm-hmm. You, you've got James Conner, which, eh, whatever. With that, you've got a New England piece in the running back here. But I mean, having those two guys are great. The the depth moster it's going to be interesting. I again with the San Francisco backfield too. Like I think this is one where you've got three guys that are go to this year. Two guys depending on how Cam Akers comes back to next year, and yep. you're kind of living there. Allen Robinson's a fucking stud. 
Robert Woods is a stud with it. And again, I think the fact that Matthew Stafford's in that offense makes it better. Uh, you got Amari Cooper. You've got Jamison Crowder. Callaway looked amazing the other day he with Jamin Winston. Two two absolutely disgusting catches. Yep. With it, you got Mark Andrews. You've got TJ Hawk, both of which guys you're starting, which you got to feel good when you're in a lineup where you're starting two tight ends with it. But I mean, outside of that, you you kind of don't have you much sitting on there. Who did I miss? Mr. Darren. Waller. Oh, fucking Waller. Yeah, your tight end situation is pretty fucking impressive. Like, let's just, just small flex right there. Like, go, I'll let you go ahead and talk about how fucking great your tight end piece is. Yeah, I mean, I lucked out. Um, obviously, you know, Darren Waller is probably the biggest. They're the best free agent pickup in the league. So that's so far, that's just hundred hundred thousand percent. That's just luck. But yeah, I mean, um, it's a tight end premium league, um, and being able to start three top six tight ends, you know, maybe make a case three top five tight ends. That's you know, eh, that's good for me. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think my team, I, I've definitely got a good starting lineup. Um, depth pieces, you're right. Some of the running backs are a little bit suspect, um, but we'll see. I mean, I don't think, you know, thankfully I'm not relying on them with some of the other pieces I have in my roster. Um, got some young wide receivers. We'll see if any of those guys pop out. Um, but the Deshaun Watson piece, you're right. It's There's just a lot of unknown. I don't know at this point if I can really expect him to play at all this upcoming season unless we see some sort of trade but at this point it's probably not going to happen till mid-season if at all um draft pick wise i don't have really anything in 2022 uh but after that i more or less have all my picks so um yeah i mean i i feel good about my team cautiously optimistic we'll see if i can maybe finally get over the hump after two kind of playoff failures unfortunately yeah all right so that leaves us with one team to talk about in the justice league who has this pains me on the inside but when you look at this fucking roster dude it this is fucking stupid yeah so i mean obviously we're the only team left is kevin and when i i think when we did one of these podcasts early in the season you know before the league started making a lot of trades um I had Kevin Pegged as the team to beat um, and through a series of moves, you know, acquiring Aaron Jones, acquiring, um, you know, Odell Beckham Jr. Derek Travis Potter. Kelsey. Well, Travis Kelsey was last season, but he, Kevin made a Still. lot of offseason moves, you know, acquired a lot of talent. He brought in, um, you know, just players that could help him win and put him over the top, you know, Clyde Edwards Lair as well. Um, ben Roethlisberger, like, Kevin has, you know, just an elite roster. I mean, quarterback was always the issue. And now that Matt Stafford's on the Rams, you know, Ryan Tannehill has been a stud these last few years. He's got Ben Roethlisberger. He's got Derek Carr. You know, gone are the days of having to rely on one of Daniel Jones or Sam Darnold or maybe even both of them. <laughs> like, that's, you know, that kind of, you can just end it there. But then he's got Aaron Jones, Derek Henry, J.K. Dobbins, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, Devin Singletary, James White. I mean, that's a very strong running back. So strong. If you want to get to the weakness on Kevin's team, I guess you would have to nitpick and say wide receiver. Um, Calvin Ridley's obviously a stud, but after that, there's a little bit of a drop off, you know, with Robbie Anderson, Odell Beckham Jr., Marvin Jones, um, Kenny Galladay, Mike Williams, Pittman, Bateman, AJ Green. Um, Don't get me wrong. That is a very, very good core, but 
if there's a weakness, I think that's the spot. Uh, tight end, he's got Travis Kelsey, and even just like some backup bench pieces and Logan Thomas, Hunter Henry, and Pat Freermuth. Um, you know, the great teams are usually great because not only do they have um, a good starting lineup, but they have a lot of bench pieces. And Kevin has plenty of bench pieces. Um, doesn't have a lot of draft picks, you know, in the upcoming 2022 and 2023 draft class, but does have all his 2024 picks. Um, you know, we'll see. Kevin's got a mix of obviously elite talent, but he still has some young pieces. He still has, you know, the 2024 draft picks. You know, maybe we see a trade uh, upgrade at wide receiver or, you know, get a young quarterback or something. But Kevin, you know, the scary thing is he's probably the best team on paper and he's probably got another move or two in his barrel. So that's that's a scary thought. I, the scary thought is, is that, Kevin's bench could potentially outscore each week some of the bottom teams. Like it's that's hard to argue that's with that. Yeah, scary, scary piece to think at. Kevin's probably said if Kevin doesn't win this year, he should quit. Like, the, like this is now on him and the and and the Reaper status to go through <laughs> with this because because I mean the downside with having so many decent players is you got to make sure you play the right guys at the right time. And and this is just me going right into Kevin's head with it because it's you've got <laughs> fucking options. You've got you've got the ability to look at matchups. You've got the ability to to pick and choose. You've got some guys that are, you know, pencil them in and forget them. Derrick Henry, Travis Kelsey, Aaron Jones, set them and forget them. I think Matthew Stafford just set it and forget it piece this year. But you oh, can yeah. mix and match Tannehill and Roethlisberger and Carr. Now you can come back and you can bring in Ceh with some of your flex positions if Marvin Jones is going up against the Vikings defense or something like that. You know, Dobbins is is there. Nobody knows what's going to happen with OBJ, but I mean. That's pretty good, but I think you're right. I think wide receiver is the – I think the only reason it's a questionable piece to it is Marvin Jones and Odell Beckham Jr. as your, your three and four with it. And I think that's, that's right because I think Robbie Anderson is still in a better position with some of them. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's interesting, and you're, you're relying on a rookie quarterback and a quarterback that has been very bipolar, I guess would be the word to use to, to describe Baker Mayfield's play over some of his career. Um, but – I'm if if I'm Kevin this year playing in this league, you gotta have a heart on that this that this fucking this championship is yours. Yeah, I mean it, it's definitely hard to argue with that. I mean the good thing is injury well, not the good thing, but the bad thing is injuries do happen. You know, fantasy football is luck, you know, all it takes is, you know, Alvin Kamara to go for sixty points in a playoff game and you know the rest is history. Or for someone to shit the bed, you know, Derrick Henry to hobble off the field after a play. Um I Definitely agree with you. Kevin is 100% the favorite and very clearly the guy to, you know, with the target on his back. But, you know, that's there's a reason they play the games. And I think, you know, teams, there's going to be some teams that will make moves. There's going to be some aggressive teams. And um, Kevin's not 100% running away with anything just yet. I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go on the opposite end of this. I think, obviously, it's a long season. And everything like this, but if I'm Kevin, I'm looking at this roster like I'm looking at boobs. You do nothing but absolutely smile. No matter how many times you look at it, all you do is smile. Like I, Kevin, to me, Kevin's night and day above everyone else. All right, say no more. So, all right, so Kevin or the field? Who would you take? Kevin. I would take the field, but I'm, I nope. Right. nope. I'm gonna I'm gonna go all fucking in on it. This will be the only time I'll give Kevin as much support as I can. If, is this if a reverse he, jinx? No, I, I hope it's not. Like, legitimately, I 
Kevin's been dubbed the fantasy reaper for so many fucking years with it. Like that's the only thing that's going to stop him from this. And right now he's avoided two of the bigger injuries that we've seen come out of the preseason right now. But this is, I mean, unless Kevin goes full fucking reaper status with it, this is, I think this is hands down his to win. All right, there you have it. Kevin is not only just the team to beat, but just the head and shoulders above everyone else team to beat. Um, anything else to talk about before we wind down, Dan? Um, I'm excited to get Pickham back here. I mean, we got to watch oh, yeah. one more preseason game, but yep. we're one and one in the Pickham status here because uh-huh. you got me on the tiebreaker. So technically, if the tiebreaker, am I one zero oh, and one then? And you're one one and zero. Oh? That's hockey scoring because we had to go to overtime for the. For the break there, no, so I lose it over to <laughs> No, we don't have ties. So we it's wins or losses, and it's one and one. I yeah, one and one. So we're God moving bless, into the year. God bless Sam Darnold. Yeah, moving into year three of this. I think this is gonna be uh another fun league. We've seen some changing of the guards here. We've seen some some draft strategies that have paid off, some draft strategies that haven't paid off with it, but we're we're into year three, man. Year three season, yeah, we're two weeks away from from actually having football in fantasy relevance and then absolutely making fun of how bad everybody's team is and how fucking great Kevin is. Oh, joy. See you guys in two weeks.